Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to the Text Talk podcast. We're looking at Acts chapter 12 in this episode. Edwin, what's our text for today? We're going to start in verse 11. We're going to read all the way down to verse 17. I am reading from the English Standard Version. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer, recognizing Peter's voice. In her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, You're out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, It's his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison, and he said, Tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. I love that. He's, I mean, it just, it cracks me up every time. The church is so devoted in prayer. He's knocking on the door. She gets so surprised. It's him. She just leaves him there. And, you know, he's in, and he just is standing there and he's continuing to knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm out, I'm out here. here. Come get me. <laughs> But it's a heady night. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of exciting things going on, and it is the middle of the night. So, 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 so listen. Here, here's what I want to do. I just want to I want to make sure we don't go down a path, and I want to I want to stop you and make sure that you don't make this mistake. I hear this mistake all the time. I think it's a mistake. Of course, I'm probably going to say this, and somebody's going to email us and say you're wrong. They were right, but I'm just going to say I think it's a mistake. I have heard people. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. I. So I've, I've done a lot of study, a lot of preaching, some writing on prayer. And so I have a lot of people that are always coming up to me and saying, you know, one of my favorite things about prayer, and it's it's a, the number of times someone has come up, you know, one of my favorite lessons about prayer is there in Acts chapter 12, when the disciples are praying all night long for Peter to be released. And then when he's released and they don't even believe it, you know, we're supposed to be praying with faith, but they weren't even praying with faith. So let me stop you right there. Because that that is not what we see happening here. This is this is, you know, faith shaming, and and I, I I worry about that. This this idea of of putting the juke down on people that we sometimes have spiritually, and that's really not an accurate assessment of what's happening here. There's a couple of things. First of all, we don't actually know what they were praying for, Peter. Uh, the text does not tell us they were praying for his release. Uh, for all we know, their prayer was, Dear Lord, give him strength to make it through this time. They just had a leader executed. I, yeah. Sure, I think they might be praying for his release, but we don't know what they were praying for. That's a little bit of speculation. The second thing that I think we should notice in this is that the text doesn't actually tell us that Herod's plan was to execute Peter, that his announcement was to execute Peter. It actually says that he's going to bring him out to the people. And and maybe it was because I had already thought of this, that yesterday when we were reading that, that idea of it being around the unleavened bread hit me so shockingly. But this is that same time of year where right. they often would bring someone out and, and let the people decide if they were going to be released. So 
you know, what I what I think is probably a whole lot more likely, I do not think that the disciples were staying up late in the night praying that God would deliver miraculously Peter from jail. I think probably we had a whole lot more of, please change Herod's mind, please sway the people, please uh, you know, stop this from happening. Praying and about tomorrow. Praying about tomorrow. We're going to pray through the night about tomorrow. tomorrow. I don't think you had people at Mary's house praying, Lord, deliver Peter miraculously right now. And then when he shows up at the gate not believing that it could possibly happen. You know, this is not the issue of we're praying for rain, so I should have brought my umbrella. This is, we're, we're praying for as this event happens tomorrow, mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever, God will sway mm-hmm. them, God, whatever he'll do then. So so it's not a matter of we, we're praying without faith, at least not in the way that is, is, is normally thought of here. I do want to throw one other thing in here, and um, I, I don't want to just take over and talk the whole time, so jump well, in any time. What, what do you got? But I do want to say this. You know, one of the things that's always bugged me is they're saying that perhaps it's his angel. And I've also heard people hmm. say, see, that, that oh, they think that he's already yeah. died and now that's his angel coming. Wow. Or, or something. we do need to remember that the word angel also means messenger. Mm-hmm. And so I think probably it's more accurate that they were thinking that Peter had sent a messenger, not that there was a spiritual being hanging out at the door, knocking on the door. I think it's probably a lot more likely that they're saying, uh, you, you misunderstood. You heard Peter's name. Peter sent it was, word. It was somebody who was coming on Peter's behalf uh, rather yeah, than Peter yeah, himself, yeah. I think is what they're. They're saying to her. So, look, before I just keep talking, let me just I'm going to I'm going to hit the ball over to your side of the court for what you're wanting to add in here. Well, I was just going to say you've given some great thought to this. And I know part of it was because you have uh, done a lot of study and writing on prayer. And you wrote that great book about plugged in high voltage prayer, uh, (laughs) which, you know, is a great resource. People want to learn about prayer. Well, thanks. And I think, you know, I just think it's a good time to mention that Um, this is one of those episodes where. We see that as we pray, and you're right, we're not told exactly what they're praying for. I guess uh, my uh, my construction in my mind as I read through this follows a lot more what you were describing, more of praying about tomorrow, uh, you know, God's providence tomorrow than a miracle tonight. I could be wrong, but that's how I've read it. Uh, and yet, to be surprised by God, to see that he was working on his own time with his own plan, and that is not at all to discount the need for prayer, the power for prayer, right? To prayer for to pray for one another in times of mourning, in times of joy. We talked about that, but just to say that at the end of the day, it's God's world, and we are living in it. Yeah. the The issue, if we want to try to find an issue with their praying here, the issue is not we were praying for something that we just didn't believe was going to happen, which of course is a problem, and sometimes we. We do that. But really, if there is an issue here, it's the idea of I'm going to pray and I have in my mind how God's going to answer this prayer when he grants it and not not being prepared for his actual answer. God answers things differently Mm. than we sometimes expect. And sometimes we put uh, kind of put God in the box on how he's got to answer my prayer. And I'm not only I'm not only praying for whatever it is I'm praying for, but I'm also praying for the means and the method. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, God can do what God wants to do in responding to my prayers in the way that he's going to. And I do think if there's anything to be learned from this is that I think they probably were praying God do something tomorrow. And, you know, I think about Ephesians 3.20 that says God can do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, mm-hmm. which means that what we need to be asking and thinking, we need to be asking and thinking big. Mm. 
And so, so if there is anything here, we need to be the kind of people that while everybody else is praying that God will sway Herod and change people's mind tomorrow, we need to be the people praying, God, send your angel tonight and jailbreak Peter. We need to be able to have that kind of faith. Now, that's not saying God is going to say yes to that every time. Uh, that, that's not necessarily the case. And, and just to, let me just also point this out, just to be fair to these people and just Remember, Peter was being delivered, and while he was being delivered, he didn't think it was happening either. No, he thought it was a dream. He thought it was a very sweet dream. And that's why when you begin reading in verse 11, Peter came to himself. He got, woke up and realized, oh, I'm in the middle of the road. Wow, it happened. It was really, it was really happening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, I rarely hear people accuse Peter of a lack of faith here, and yet they do that with, at least I've heard folks do that with these prayers. You know, the thing I think we really should notice, it's the middle of the night, and what are these people doing? I was just about to go there. Uh, it's hard I'm for sorry. me. No, but it would be hard for me to uh, take a shot at these people and say they're not praying through faith in faith when they're praying through the night. Um, and that's also a nice echo. We've been drawing some other parallels between what's going on here in Acts 12 and some things that happened with Jesus, uh, and even at the time of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, right? And what happened on the night of his betrayal? And they fell asleep. Well, they praying. fell asleep praying. Here are disciples that are praying through the night. Yeah, trying to. Mm-hmm. They couldn't stay awake. Jesus does pray through the night. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant here in Acts chapter oh, 12. Here are yeah. people that are praying through yeah, the night. Yeah, and here they are praying through here the they, night. Here they're getting it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Garden of Gethsemane, right, that's where the apostles fall down. They couldn't watch and pray with him for an hour. But Jesus prayed through the night until the robbers come, and that was his method from time to time. He prayed through the night anyway. But yes, here they are accomplishing it. The churches come together, and they're praying through the night. I think that shows a strength of faith. Talking about a strength of faith and even a habit of prayer, Mm. I do think about the fact that this is the middle of the night when Peter is is delivered. That's the word I'm looking for, when he is released by the angel. And in the middle of the night, he goes to Mary's house. Have you ever asked yourself, why does he go to Mary's house? I've wondered about that. I wondered about that. And it seems like the right house to go to. Number one, there are Christians there. How would Peter know that in jail? Perhaps this is where Christians often assembled uh, to pray together. Huh? In the middle of the night. See, you know, it's interesting. Mm. It's interesting. Peter's not going there because he's going to stay there and happens to find out that folks were together praying because when he's done telling them, he actually leaves to go to another place and tells them to go report to James and others. Peter is going here because for some reason he thinks this is a place to go where Christians are going to be gathered to pass on this news. Yeah. I, Here's I know this is a little bit of speculation, and so I want to be careful. I don't want to say what the text doesn't say, but it seems to me that Peter was well aware that if he wanted to go somewhere where, where Christians were going to be gathered at a time like this, where they were going to be available mm-hmm. to talk to, Mary's, Mary's house is the place to go. Mm. So I'm, I'm guessing this is not the first time Christians have been at Mary's house praying into the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I, again, I know that's a little bit of a speculation. But Peter was not going there because he was going to stay there. Right. He, he, was going to he went there to pass on some news. He knew that's where folks would be. And so this, I, it's just not the first time. These, these are some folks that are praying in faith. Uh, did they have some things they needed to learn about prayer? Well, don't we all? Mm. Are, are there some places where maybe they weren't praying just 100% as just perfectly as they possibly could? I, I mean, aren't we all in that boat? But wow, what an example of prayer. And the thing we need to learn is God can do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. And that's what God did here. He did far more than they were expecting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we'd love to hear from you. Do you have prayer requests? We'd love to be praying for you. Do you? We'd love to know what you're learning from the text that you're reading, even if you're reading something other than Acts. We'd love to know any questions that you have about uh, the, the scriptures here. We'd love to be able to bring that stuff up here on the podcast. So won't you let us know? Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. And we're going to wrap up here with a prayer. God in heaven, thank you so much for this day that you've given us, for this reminder of the importance of prayer, for this reminder of how you respond in prayer. And Father, may we think and ask big. May we, and and so here's what we ask. We ask today that you will bring about a revival of your church, not only in our area, but everywhere your word is being studied. We pray that the word of your gospel might go out, that lives would be changed today, that people will be converted and baptized into your son, Jesus Christ, today, not only here, but every place this podcast is being listened to. Father, we know that you will respond in the way that brings you the most glory, and we know that you respond in the way that supports us and helps us be with you for eternity. And so we put our faith in you that your answers to our prayers are what are best. And we we look forward, Father, to being with you for all eternity. We love you so much. Thank you for loving us first. Through your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.